Welcome back to Theology in Action. I'm Levi Hytree, here again with Pastor Tony Caffey, and we are just passing up your one-year anniversary here at Verse by Verse Fellowship. That's right, Levi, yeah. I think we all kind of didn't realize that. Congratulations are in order than that. It has been a blessing to have you here uh, as a pastor, getting to grow as a family and watch our church grow in what we're doing. Uh, So we recently talked about um, fear the Lord and how what that meant and how to properly fear and revere uh, the Lord. We, in that, came up often, because it's it's kind of goes hand in hand, is loving the Lord your God and yeah. what that should properly, properly look like. And we both kind of thought it would be a good idea to expound upon that. So that's what we're going to do here today. Let's talk about loving the Lord. Yeah. Can you set out kind of a general definition? Yeah, love. Uh, important, right? So. Yeah. When we were talking about this subject, you know, our our colleague here, Kyle, sent us that "What Is Love" yeah. GIF with the uh, Roxbury yeah. crew, you know, <laughs> dancing in the back seat of the car, and so that's a pretty, I, I guess, little good snapshot of the way in which our um, world misunderstands love in a silly way. That's kind of the way it can be captured, and uh, a lot of self, a lot of love, quite honestly, is pretty much just self indulgence mm-hmm. in our modern day world. So we can talk about love more generally uh, person to person, but you kind of opened up with kind of the horizontal aspect of love, which uh, I think is good because we learn love from God uh, ultimately. Mm -hmm. And so the greatest show of love, as the New Testament reiterates over and over again, is this sacrificial act of Jesus dying on the cross for our sins. So Jesus setting aside his divine attributes for a time, and uh, the power uh, that he has to, uh, you know, destroy the people who were putting him to death. And he loved them, and he loved us enough to lay down his own life, die, and then now, because of that, we get the remedy for our sin. So that kind of sacrificial um, paradigm is really the way in which God expects us to love him back, you might say, but also love one another. And as it relates to the love for the Lord, I mean, uh, that's one of the things we tried to emphasize with the fear of God earlier is yep. that those things aren't mutually exclusive. We can fear and reverence God and yep. have this uh, respect for him, but at the same time, we can have this deep, loving, um, even emotional, we'll talk about emotions mm-hmm. here in a second, affectionate might be the better term for that, uh, sense of, of um, you know, desire for the Lord, and, and that's good. And, um, you know, the characteristic person in the Old Testament was King David, who had this heart for the Lord yeah. and was commended for that and sang songs to the Lord and played the harp. And um, there, there's something for us to imitate in that. Yeah, yeah. I, I do love uh, going back to King David quite often uh, in, in my personal life just because they're I, getting to see his journey and his love for the Lord, but even in his love for the Lord. He's human and he's imperfect. Oh, and yeah. It's encouraging <laughs> to someone who is also imperfect of seeing that he still loves the Lord and the still lo- Lord still loves him and is still with him through that. Yeah, and it's interesting to compare David with, you know, Solomon, his son, but also Saul, mm-hmm. his predecessor, because they all had flaws, yeah. right? And yet David had something unique built inside of him that differentiated him definitely from Saul, but even from Solomon, who had a part of that, yeah. and that was this this heart. He was a man after God's own heart. Yeah. And so he made mistakes, big, big mistakes, and then suffered the consequences from them. 
but he also had this abiding love yeah. for yeah. God. Yeah. So you talked about uh, kind of that we were building that horizontal love to God first and God, vertical. Vertical. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, love but that to should God. inform the, the exactly. horizontal, right? Exactly. That's yeah, kind yeah. of what, where I was going with this is it connects and that should feed into and help us to understand how to reach out, how to love others. Uh, yeah. So I, we talked about characteristics different, and some characteristics are solely God that we cannot have. We cannot have any right. form of those attributes. Love, I would say, is obviously not to the same degree, but is one that we do have. We do yes. share that attribute, that characteristic. Can you kind of build on that? Yeah, so the distinction is communicable and incommunicable. Yep. So there are certain things that God is that will never be. Right. Uh, those are his incommunicable attributes. He's sovereign. He's infinite. omnipotent, yeah. infinite. But uh, there's those characteristics that are communicable, uh, holiness, uh, love, um, and not perfectly, but right. we can imitate those aspects of God's character. And and love is one of them. And the sense, you know, the, the pattern that we get in the New Testament, I touched on this already, is, you know, as God has loved you, you love other people. As yeah. God has sacrificed for you, you sacrifice for other people. And that it is quite different from the way in which the world um, defines love and talks about love. Let me just, so this this will be a little bit extended, but I want to give you four sure. counterfeit loves, Levi. Okay. And just kind of walk you through what I think a lot of people consider or conceptualize when they think about love in our modern day world. So one counterfeit love is emotion-driven feelings. Yeah. So emotions are important. But, uh, you know, when they're the locomotive in your love train, <laughs> it can derail it's off right, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, and that's problematic. I think if you ask most people on the street today in America, you know, what is love? They would give you some kind of variation yeah. of that. Yeah, some emotional and emotions are a problem because they change. They fade. They, they do. Yeah. It's like this feeling that it's... It, Remember that old B.J. Thomas song, I'm Hooked on a Feeling? <laughs> exactly. It's like that. I'm like, I'm yeah. not hooked on it, but then yeah. it kind of runs out after a while, and sure. then I'm, I'm going then somewhere what? else. Yeah, so it, emotions just, they can't be the driving factor. No, they can't. No, and, and, and that's problematic because it lacks kind of the decisiveness and the conviction that's part of biblical love. Here's another counterfeit love. Uh, love is self-indulgent mm-hmm. lust. Yeah. So the example of this in the Old Testament is uh, Tamar's brother who has this infatuation with his sister, and then he violates her sexually. And as soon as he does that, he hates her. Yeah. And what's interesting about that story is that the word that's used in the LXX is actually agapao for this love that he had for her. So okay. a lot of people think agape and, and yeah. agapao only means this kind of you know, sacrificial love. Yeah. No, it depends on the context. And in that context, it's describing something less than what God would want for yeah. us. And and so and that's quite common in our day as well. Is you you have beyond the emotional side of things you a lust for something that's uh can can be passing or or in some instances unfortunately can be even violent and yeah. dis, dysfunctional and destructive. Yeah. So here's a couple more. So love as truthless tolerance is really big in our modern day world. So mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. um, today people like to pit love against truth. Yeah. Like, do it, well, am I going to be loving or am I going to be truthful? I can't do both, Pastor yeah. Tony. No, actually, you're, those two things are not mutually inc- incompatible. In, in other words, 
So the great verse on this, which I've quoted a lot, is 1 Corinthians 13. Mm-hmm. And you have this amazing description of love and uh, the, the need for it within the Christian community. But one of the things that Paul says there is that love doesn't rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Exactly. So love likes truth. Yeah. You know, love and truth, they hang out, they're friends, they have coffee together. They they like to be in concert. So when you create this false dichotomy between, oh, I can be loving or I can be truthful, like, but I can't do both, that's not consistent with yeah. biblical and, love. And an uh, example I used recently there uh, was, I had a friend asking about their wanting to attend and get involved in a church that is a pretty well-known church and not not a healthy church, I suppose is the easiest way to say. And they asked me my take on it. And I gave them like, you know, in all honesty, here's where I think they're going wrong. I don't think it's a healthy place for you. And their response is really defensive. And well, you're, you're God is love. You're supposed to love everyone. I'm like, well, what? I am. That's what, and that was the, what you're talking about there is, is kind of the, was the roadblock between us was... Don't the, give me truth. I exactly, need love. Exactly. Why are those things pitted against each <laughs> yeah, other? You're basically asking, let me put the fork in the in the socket. Yeah, yeah so, and and good segue. So I'll, in terms of a fourth counterfeit love, so sometimes you can swing the pendulum too far mm-hmm. to the other side, where I'll call this love uh, as truth without grace. So yeah. it's just, you know, brutal yeah. <laughs> honesty and... Uh, you know, 1 Corinthians 13 speaks to this as well. Love is patient. Yep. Love is kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. So, you know, if your conception of truth or being a truth teller is, you know, unpatient, unkind, envious, arrogant, rude, I mean, you, you need to go back to 1 Corinthians 13, you need to go yep. back. You know, Jesus it would even create this, this scenario where, Grace and truth, uh, the balance of those, the, the the seeking after those things are in concert. And um, you know, I've heard that described that passage about grace and truth as you know, well, you need fifty percent grace, fifty percent truth, or something like that. Uh, a better way to understand it is go all in on both. You know, hundred percent grace, hundred percent truth, and you can you can have that. I mean, you can, you know. Love without um, grace, how does it, uh, this is a Warren Wearsby quote, so love without grace is hypocrisy, I think, and grace without truth is brutality, Yeah. or I might have got that backwards, but, um, you know, the, the balance of those two things in, as we pursue as well, truth um, is all part of this, this biblical concept of love. Okay, so I'll give you a definition of biblical love. Perfect. So, um, so those are counterfeits, counterfeit ideas. Um, biblical love is this. It's the joyful and willing sacrifice of self in imitation of Christ for the benefit of others and the glory of God. It's prob- I'm probably um, taking some stuff from John Piper there in that. Okay. I usually do. Okay. Because he's good with definitional things. Yeah. But a fe- I'll give you some verses as well. Ephesians 5, 1 and 2. Be imitators of God as beloved children. Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. 1 John three sixteen. By this we know love that he, speaking of Christ, laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. So biblical love, this joyful, willing sacrifice of self and imitation of Christ for the benefit of others yep. and the glory of God.
It's perfect. Uh, uh, concise n- nails it on the head. So that that gives us an understanding of what love is and what is not. Uh, what is well, I'll, I'll change. Take, I'll turn it on the head. I won't present a question. We'll go Mark twelve thirty. Ooh, okay. Uh, uh, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's context obviously before and after, and I even go Romans thirteen ten there, and that's talking about if you're in love, if you're loving God and loving your neighbor, that you're fulfilling the law. Yeah. And I think the law, Kyle, who referenced, who's behind the camera here, and we have all talked about the the aspect that the law is is kind of a can be a characteristics, not maybe not the right word a showing of this is how you go about loving the God and obeying God and following what he says. Not saying that now we need to, that can be a whole different video, but uh, let's take this from the definitions and understanding of what is it to how do we do it, how do we apply it, and why it's important. And that's kind of why I hit those those scriptures there. Yeah, good. So you went back to the vertical uh, conception with... Uh, loving the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and mm-hmm. strength, which is good because, I mean, that's wrapped up in um, Deuteronomy in the Old Testament yeah. and what we're supposed to teach our children. That's uh, something that Jesus reiterated in his ministry. And, you know, I think maybe in a modern-day world we would kind of, you know, piece those apart as like, oh, your mind is where you do your thinking, mm-hmm. so you do it with your mind. Your heart is where you do your feelings, so you, you love the Lord with your feelings. Uh, really, in the Hebrew concept, heart, soul, mind, and strength, what, what they're what capturing there is basically the essence of all that you are as a being. Mm-hmm. So I, that's really more of a Greek concept where okay. you kind of differentiate yeah. you know, heart, soul, mind, and strength. What's he saying? With everything that you are as that constitutes Levi, that constitutes mm-hmm. Tony, love the Lord. Love the Lord with your actions, and and I'm not afraid to say with your with your mind, with your thinking, with your feelings, with your with your will, even the the things that you do. Let let that be the driving force in your life, and and, and maybe maybe we're still kind of in the conceptual world and not practical enough. But uh, if you want to kind of work out the the practical side of it, you'd say, okay, is what I'm doing here an expression of my love for the Lord? Mm-hmm. Is this you know, am I living my life in in such a way that that my love for God is visible, is evident? Am I loving Him at work as I'm uh, not just working hard unto the Lord, but also representing Him in the workplace? Am I doing it with my family in the way that I'm honoring Him and and loving others in ex- as an expression of His mm-hmm. love for me? So, I mean, if you if you kind of parcel out your entire life and examine it that way, you really have something to pursue for the next 50 years or however long you live. You know, whenever Sonia and I do marriage counseling, I'll, I'll turn to the man and I'll say, or premarital typically, you know, love your wife as Christ loves the church. You will never do that perfectly. (laughs) Never. You'll spend 50 years trying to approximate that. Um, and that's the great adventure of marriage, and that's actually what makes it fun. And you know, go for that. Let that be the standard, and yeah. not to beat yourself up when you fall short. But you know, everybody needs a goal in life, and that's that's a good goal to shoot for. Absolutely, absolutely. And I do. We did go back. I did take it back a little bit vertical, but and as we've kind of talked about, I, I think that that kind of funnels out 
into if you if you're getting that accurate that that's going to funnel out into the relationships. Mm-hmm. Obviously, part of loving God and obeying is He's asking us to love our neighbor, yes. love our neighbor in that way. And I, I for me, there have been uh, just kind of some of my backstory and testimony is I haven't always had the best examples of that in, in relational mm-hmm. aspect, and I've had quite a bit of examples of not love and being yeah. taken advantage of. So there's been times that it's been confusing and hard of, well, how, how do I love these people and figuring out how to get this right between me and God and loving here has changed that example of how do I Good. show that to others? So, yeah. Good. Yeah. I, um, that's encouraging Levi yeah. that you were able to, to move that direction. Yeah. That's and I, and I don't think you're alone in that. Sure. I mean, we grow up in environments, a lot of people where there's selfishness on yeah. display and even our father figures and our, yeah. our mothers can not always be the great examples that we need. And and so we project on the Lord sometimes the, the failures of our parents and others. But it uh, sounds like the Lord has remedied that and Yeah, and maybe sometimes still healing that. You know, there's, yeah. it, there's always that little bit of back in the past people can poke that scar a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but l- l- let's dig into that and talk about it a little bit on the other side of in this world, that there's so, many, yeah. so much selfishness, so much flesh, so much uh, sin in the world. Mm-hmm. How, what are some, maybe we're moving to the practicality of this a little bit, what are some ways to contend against that and to try to keep our mind focused on even through that not becoming jaded or cynical or hard-hearted and continuing to love others. Yeah, no, I agree with you that the world is heading that way, but but that's a great opportunity for the Christian witness because yeah. that's a starker contrast when we do show sacrificial love. So when you do have a marriage that's really exemplifying uh, sacrifice for one another, that that's in stark relief yeah. to the rest of the world. Or when you do have these, uh, you know, love is kind, love is not rude, love is patient. When you do have these moments where uh, somebody is in need of uh, kindness and you, you show that maybe as other people show impatience or show uh, irritability, that's an opportunity right there to speak for Christ yep. uh, in our world, in front of your children, in front of the church body. And so, I mean, to the extent that, yes, our world has failed. I mean, to be honest, our world has been failing for thousands sure. of years, right? Uh, but let's say we do have an uptick in our world of, you know, unkindness and rudeness. You know, go on social media for a little while and just, <laughs> just take in all the rudeness. That allows us to, uh, as Christians, to create something different and to allow for uh, even even influence. There's, there's a better way yeah. than that. Yeah. And it's not truthlessness. Don't fall into that ditch. Exactly. But it's it's a truth that is also at the same time patient and kind and not rude. So uh, to be honest, there's opportunities pretty much everywhere all the time at the um, grocery store, you know, in the social media communities, at school, at work, um, you know, pray and, and seek the Lord and ask for those opportunities to, to really demonstrate that. And you'd be surprised how... how yeah. Yeah. That'll show up. You know, the interesting thing there, and we've talked about <clears throat> we'll, discussing what the gospel is and thinking of that, but the interesting thing is, you know, the, a lot of Christians, 
want to be able to share the gospel and look for opportunities and well, how do I share the gospel? Lord, present me an opportunity. Sometimes the answer is, probably all the time the answer at some level is respond and love to people and that will open a door to sharing the gospel somehow. I, we did a video that was probably will likely be posted before this uh, with one of our elders, Forrest, talking about evangelism. Yeah. His example of, hey... Asking to pray for way, Exactly, exactly. Praying for the waiter. That's that's showing love. That's mm-hmm. a great example of love, opening a door potentially to share the gospel. Very good. Thanks, Levi. Yeah, that is all the time we have here today. Tony, thank you again. And Thanks, Levi. Once again, congratulations. It's been a blessing to have you at our church for a year. A good companion piece we have to this video, we referenced it a couple times today, is our video on fearing the Lord and what that actually looks like. So check that out. If you're interested in any more content we have to offer, bbbf.org is where you can go to check out our live streams. We live stream on Wednesdays and Sundays. Uh, until next time, God bless.